It sounded like you had a topic. No, I was trying to think. Oh, I I oh. thought about ethics. Like ethics, I saw that landed. <laughs> I was just waiting for more. That was like talking about. Can we talk about colonoscopies? <laughs> <laughs> okay, welcome to the Metacast. I'm Josh Anderson. Okay, okay. Trying to be more no nonsense this morning. Have you ever thought, Josh, what it's like to be inside my head? It's a scary place. Hey, Bob. Hey, Josh. <laughs> Good to see you. Is it really? It. You know what? It is. Oh, okay. Don't cool. give me this crap. I. What? The, you're you're one of the highlights of my life, Josh. Now it bites my butt a little bit to say that. <laughs> it it does, and it makes me wonder about my sanity, temp, briefly. But yeah, I I, I, I enjoy. I wouldn't do it. Life same is, here. Life is too freaking short. <laughs> To do this for 10 plus years. Yes, I, I, I agree. I really enjoy our conversation. So yes, I am glad to see you. Well, Bob, I mean, let's let's get down and dirty today. Oh, what the yeah. hell does that mean? <laughs> what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> Please explain that to me. You have uh, my attention. Let's talk about ethics, ethics. and like really tough are we, situations. Are you talking about ethics? ethics? <laughs> yes, we're talking about <laughs> ethics. ethics? <laughs> Uh, I think today's environment presents a lot of new, maybe not new, maybe they're just more at the forefront, interesting, challenging questions around ethics. COVID has changed the world in many ways, yeah. and various parts of the country are responding in different ways, and many companies have decided to go fully remote, which means you now have people all across the country with various views on COVID and things like that and different comfort levels. And as the world continues to try to open up, there's there's like new challenges and new difficult decisions that maybe your company has gone back to the office and maybe some of your teammates have opted not to go back in the office because they're not comfortable or they have a medical condition or something like that. So I want to talk through what that's like both as a leader and the type of environment that you want to create, but also as a teammate Yeah. and how, well, like I've decided to come back into work. I'm safe. Why doesn't Bob feel that way? Right. And how do you maintain that? respect and teamwork that's needed for everybody to do a very difficult job, right? The jobs we do building software products is difficult. I was reading a, a snippet of a book just last night. It was a communication book, like a leadership, mm -hmm. not leader or communication, but I think it was maybe targeted to leadership communication. And there were three authors and they were talking about one of them was like a Zen teacher. So they were talking about, they, they had a coaching background, except a professional coaching background. But one of the things that they were saying, and, and they were talking about how they wrote the book. So they had these hard conversations between themselves. Mm -hmm. So in writing a book about having hard conversations, 
they had hard conversations yeah. amongst themselves about how to frame the hard conversations. And they said, and they were saying, there's commonality. We focus on the common very often. And we assume that they didn't say it quite this way, but this was my takeaway. You assume the, co the common, so you embrace the common. Like if we have a vision, if you're trying to create a product vision, mm -hmm. what you're trying to do is create a common vision. And, and they said, but it's equally important to embrace the differences you have. Right. Yep. And not try to converge because you can't converge. So they were talking about they had racial differences or, or there was diversity differences. There were two women and a man. Two of there was a person, the guy was a person of color. Mm -hmm. The other, one of the, the ladies was Asian. They had different journeys in their, in different experiences, negative experiences in their journeys. One of them was from Utah. And they were just talking about the differences they have. And that's what I'm almost thinking as a leader. And, and I think it's always been this way. And it's maybe it's, it aligns with ethics. I don't know. But, you know, as a leader, I always sort of tried to get to commonality. Do you know? Like, yeah. Like we're going. Because that's easy. Because right? we're going to work yeah. in the office. Yeah. Right. So in COVID, we work from home. But then commonality says, then at some magical date, we, we come into the office, we get back to normal. And the point that they were making, which is really resonating with me, I'm getting deeper as I get older. Mm. You know, have you noticed a it little is. bit? It's contemplative Bob. Yeah, or something. And But it's like the new normal is not normal. The new normal is differences, mm -hmm. right? And this, it, you know, and I'm wondering, you know, maybe we just have to embrace the differences instead of trying to force people. Yeah to be common do you know what i'm saying yeah no that's a that's a great point because you're right so much of what we do is try and rally everybody around a common thing yet i value you value hiring a very diverse team and diverse in all the ways yeah like a full 360 and that means everybody has a different path to here. Everybody has different experiences and painful baggage that they bring with them or whatever those are. And we try and like put those in a corner and you're right that and try that to converge. Right? And that we might be to, the worst thing that we could do. Like I'm trying to understand what it's like to be black in America and mm -hmm. that's not a bad thing, but I will never understand Right. What it's like to be, I'm a, I'm a white man from central Pennsylvania. Mm -hmm. I grew up in Amish country. There, there's no way I can blackwash that or whatever change that. Now I can, I can become more aware, uh, but, and, and, and more empathetic and more, you know, sort of embrace the diversity, but also don't forget that I'm different. Right. Right. I'm different. I and I'm not bad. I'm just different, and it's not. I don't have to change. Mm -hmm. I think COVID. I'm wondering if COVID is sort of setting us up. Like we talk about the, you, you hear like back to normal. I don't know if we're ever going to get back to normal. I think we get back to different, right? Back to yeah. I I don't see us returning to the way it was what we previously defined as normal yeah, for a myriad of reasons. And I think that that's, that's one of the challenges. So like, let's talk about an agile transformation that we might go in and do. And the thing that we're changing is we're fundamentally altering the way people and teams work. Absolutely. And there's a lot of 
like people maybe don't want to do that. They might've signed up and joined this company because they liked the way they worked. And now we're transforming it into, we're asking you to be more transparent, agile, all of those things. And people, you know, might dig their heels in. And I expect, not expect, but I know there's people that are out there. They're going to dig their heels in on, they want it to be the way it was because that's what they signed up for. And it's not that way anymore. So I think there's two ways that respect needs to be given much like we talk about when we're going through a transformation. If this isn't how you want to work, that's okay. We're not going to try and force you to operate different than makes you comfortable, but this is how we're going to work. So if that's not okay with you, let's help you find a place where it's comfortable for you and you find joy in how we work. And I think the same thing has to happen. You have to respect that people have a different view of how things should work for them. And maybe if we're an all remote company and someone doesn't like that, maybe some people opt out because they want to be in an office or vice versa. See, I think the absolutes go away. Yeah. I think this absolute of we are a distributed company or we're a local company or we meet in our offices. Mm -hmm. I mean, they don't have to go away, but I think the new normal or the, the evolution, if you, is you embrace the differences and say, we are just a company. Right. Right. We, we, we embrace, we, we want good people. Not everyone's going to do this, right? right? Companies right now are dictating, you know, meetings. We will have a meeting here and everyone needs to show up. In a couple of weeks, my daughter's come. She sent me an email. She's, she wants to come to, and, and it's not all bad. The scrum master, they invited her down. They're going back that her company's going back into the office mm-hmm. in October. And, and she desperately wants to meet. She was hired remotely. Right. <laughs> she's yeah. Met, she's never meet, met her scrum master yeah. peer group or once she's met them once. When she came down here, she wants to meet them again Mm -hmm. and establish relationships with them. But they're sort of doing that. But there's this like, and I don't know what constraints they put around it, but I I don't think you can demand that. Yeah, yeah. I think the difference is, and you said something I want to push back on. Ooh, exciting. No, no, but it's a a nuance. I think the companies, I think think the, the, the more vibrant or sustaining companies will not say something like, let me role play, and I know you didn't mean it this way, we're opening up, everyone has to be in the office. Yeah, yeah. And if you don't want to be in the office, that's okay, we respect that, We, but, but we need to find a place for you. Mm-hmm. Therefore, 100%, we're not going to change, you are going to change. You're either gonna leave, either you conform or you leave. And the company is not changing their position at all. They're showing no openness, they're not meeting people where they are. I'm exaggerating, right? I think, I don't think that's a sustainable mindset on the part of the company. Well, I think both parties need to start embracing the difference and and, and respecting someone saying, I am uncomfortable for whatever freaking reason. It Mm -hmm. doesn't even matter. Right. I'm uncomfortable coming into the office. Yeah. There's a couple points for me to make three years ago. Basically, pre-pandemic, 
I would interview people and they would say, well, what about work from home? Like, how do you feel about that? What are the options there? And I was pretty staunch that like, no, we're an agile team and we find the the most value when we're co-located and all of those things. So like, that's not something we're going to support right out of the gate. We might evolve there, but it, but it was a pretty staunch stance that I had. And it's interesting, you know, kind of jerky, but now that I've worked from home for two years or whatever the time is, I, I have a newfound respect for people that have that feeling. And I look back, I'm like, man, that, that probably wasn't the right way to address that situation. Well, you weren't showing any change. No, you were sort of in that, like the changes you were putting a hundred, all of that change on the other person. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Either you conform or whatever, instead of like just embracing our differences. Yeah. And, and again, you're making a, you have to make a hiring decision, but it's, it's so, it's so immovable. Yeah. Yeah. And that's how it was, but that's not how it is now. And, and the frustrating slash painful thing is that I didn't recognize that until I went through it myself. But people were starting to talk in terms of getting back to that. Mm -hmm. Right. That's the point that, you know, that's the ethical dilemma that we have is there. And I don't know if we're seeing the change. I talk about something as simple as like cameras. I just did a cow class this Mm -hmm. week and I demand cameras on. Right. And, Mm -hmm. And there's a reason for that. So that's a little thing, right? Camera on camera off. Uh, and, and I have reasons for that. I may not change that, but but the it's the collaboration I'm trying to get virtually, yeah. right? The, and I explain the drivers for it. But I, I, what am I trying to say? I think it's we just have to. Even now, I'm reflecting on. But what if someone needs? And I allow, you know, allow. Yeah. I don't. I don't beat people up if they turn their camera off for a while. Oh, there was a young lady that brought her baby mm-hmm. to the class. And I think she was feeding him or her or whatever occasionally or something like that. So her camera naturally went off. And yeah. that's, that's not a big deal. She was engaged in the class. Yeah. But it's that, I, I think it's that flexibility. But a lot of people aren't talking in those terms. Yeah. Well, and here's another example. I was working with a team of leaders at our current company. And we were planning a uh, leadership summit for all of the technical folks within the company that are leaders within the that that subgroup of our company as a product company it was pretty sizable and we to this point have hired a hundred plus people in 2021 so covid so during covid right so during covid we've hired over 100 people wow all of those folks have never met anybody and everybody was excited to meet their co-workers that they've only seen on a small little screen it was like a three-day event we had a resort picked out did you guys we didn't we it was probably two months ago a group of us pulling everything together trying to make it happen had a real difficult debate about should we do this or not should we go virtual and a huge portion of the value that we were going to get from that event was um everybody meeting each other and going out to dinner and having drinks and just hanging out and getting to understand and meet that person and everything that went along with that. And everybody was excited about that, but we decided to pull the plug on it. And there were people that were like, Oh, thank you. And there were people that were really bummed and upset because they were looking forward to everything that was going to happen there. And now it's virtual. It was like a, a 
five hour thing instead of like a three day thing. So it, we had to work really hard to try to generate similar amounts of value in that five hour virtual block instead of the three day block where there, it was spread across and there was time to just like mingle with your coworkers and just get to know them. You know, it's not, and it's not directly related to what you're saying. Well, not a hundred percent related, maybe, but one of the things that you were, I was thinking power dynamics when you were talking yeah. about that, right? Like power dynamics are, are, you know, like, so there's hierarchical leaders and do you really, do folks really opt out, right? Or do they feel compelled? Even if, even if everyone's friendly, right? Do you, do you actually feel like you can say no? Yeah. Right. And like, are you getting, so even, so the folks who were bummed, as you were saying, the folks, were they really bummed? I'm not saying they were liars or misleading, but, and I don't know the answer, but, but I do, what I do know is power dynamics. Like if I'm a new hire, this is where empathy, I think the business dynamics are really changing and leaders have to really change ourselves. But like as a new hire, you're going to feel like, like you hire someone they're in Texas, let's say, Mm -hmm. right. They've never met you. Right. Right. There is, I mean, there is incredible power dynamics for them to want to meet you. Yeah. Right. So they're going to have that tension. But let's say during COVID, they feel like they can't. Right. Or they they, they really, so they're torn. Mm -hmm. And it's not, it's it's partly the way you, you know, invited and the the meeting you set up. But a lot of it is just the the power, the safety Mm -hmm. and the power dynamics and the cultural dynamics come into play. Yeah. That's something I've worked very hard to try and do well. I don't know how well I'm doing it, but it's at least in the front of my mind is trying to build that culture where everyone is comfortable and confident making their own decisions. So let's say that your company has been remote and disconnected and they feel like, Hey, let's get everybody together in whatever location doesn't matter but someone in your team is uncomfortable with that. Maybe there's a medical condition, maybe there's just family stuff, who knows what. Can members of your team comfortably say, I'd like to opt out? Yeah, and see, but we don't know. Right. <laughs> That's the dilemma. I'm thinking as, as we're talking, I'm thinking my cow class, I always do a picture. Mm-hmm. And one of the first, and always everyone, and I ask permission, can I, do you mind if I take your picture? And I explain what I'm going to, I try to do why and Mm -hmm. things for that. And I'm not going to use it for sales purposes. I'm just going to do that. And the other day someone opted out. Yeah. And that hasn't happened in a while. Yeah. And, and I, you know, I've respected that and she opted out. She turned her video off. We did the picture, et cetera. But it made me think of, you know, power dynamics. I'm Bob Galen. Yeah. I'm running, I'm the instructor, how safe, and I bet, I'm pointing my finger at Josh Metacaster, <laughs> but I bet other people have felt coerced in the past. Yeah. Right? By yeah. By, by the power dynamics. Yeah. It, do, does, does that person fear for their job and that they feel incapable of saying no? Exactly. Because they love the company, they're excited about the job. But they're worried. They love you. Yeah. They, they, all all yeah. of that stuff. Right. Yeah. But the essence, and and I know you, and you strive. You're a straight shooter, and you're so well intentioned, and you strive for safety, 
and all of that stuff. But it, at some fundamental level, it's outside of our control yeah. of what we do, right? I, I do that in my class, but there's only so much you, you can, we can do. Yeah, around and, and and I think something, if if you are a leader, this is something I've thought about a lot, is if there's a situation like that, I would hold my decision close to my vest because I would be worried whatever decision I made with the dynamics that go on that others would fall in line with what the boss is doing. Well, but, that's part of it, yeah. right? That's part of it. But it was hard or it, like the challenge would be how do I... What if I want to model the right behavior? I was thinking leading by example. What if I want to model by that behavior, but that, but I would be worried about how, how my decisions would affect members of my team where I'm their boss or I'm their boss's boss or something like that, where, okay, gosh, well, if that's the, the decision from my boss or boss's boss or however many levels, like, I guess that's the decision I need to make. So it's a tough dynamic and it's difficult to like do the right thing because you want people to make their own decisions for them and not influence, but you also want to model well, you don't know the culture, like right? You said something there I want to pick on. You said it's tough to model the right, you don't, the right. right thing, exactly. I don't know but what you the, don't know what the right. Yeah. Thing is. Right. Exactly. And there is no right thing. Right. Right. In that. And there's no way for you to know what's right for everybody. Yeah, exactly. That, that's that's where, as I think through that, that's a difficult position to be in because I know I do. I'm sure many people that listen want to model the right behavior. But to Bob's point, right is different for everybody. Well, that's we're going back to the embrace our differences, right? Instead of trying to create common ground or common behaviors... It's yes, we can do that, but just in, we're going to be different, right? I think I think the it's not an answer for you or in that situation, but it's uh, my sense is the the more we can be true to ourselves, mm -hmm. right? Like like articulate that this is what I'm. You know, if you don't feel comfortable going to that meeting, you, you know, you're going to say that to people. If that's your normal, then then just be yourself. I'm not going to do it. Don't worry about that. Just you know, go follow your journey. I think yeah. I think the, the the safe ground are, and it's a navigation. Each one of us have to navigate, but I think we navigate decisions not based on fear of how people are going to interpret it or whatnot, but to share our decision making process, share like our vulnerability, mm -hmm. share our intentions, share our intentions towards safety and things like that. Walk our talk. So then, do you think that? If a leader made a decision, was worried about the decision influencing members of their team, yet if they explained the why behind all of it, that that would help enable those team members to make their own decision? I think explaining the why, I think maintaining relationships with those team members so that they know how you support them with safety yeah, yeah. and respect. Mm -hmm. which you do yeah right and i i i, I don't, you know what there's no right yeah 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 but I, my, my lineage would be to to do what i'm talking about my lineage would be just to be true to myself 
and to and to continue to be the role model right not a role model to a side but a role model and to be like to be genuine myself to show up as a genuine we've t to show up genuinely as genuinely as bob galen yeah it, and that's what this episode is all about is that this pandemic has highlighted situations that maybe were always there but not as common but it's brought them to the for to the forefront where it's hard to identify a right move to make so situations we're not going to turn this into a political thing but vaccinated versus unvaccinated right. and respecting decisions of teammates and that what's important to you is not necessarily what's important to your teammate and whether you agree with it or disagree with it, you're still teammates. You're still working on the same thing. And how do you handle that? Because that's a, that's a potentially explosive topic that could come up within your teams. Now I don't see a lot of people like flaunting their decision in one way or the other, at least in the teams that I work with. So it's never become a thing, but I am sure in some places it could become a topic and then how do you handle that as a team member or a leader right it's those things that are new and challenging it's it's getting in i mean it's adding it's adding this non singular right right it's oh we all have to be in the office or you know they're they're doing the you know we had a problem with the office so we're all working from home yeah. it's you're, it's now getting multifaceted, right? There's multifaceted, you know, dimensions to everything. You know, COVID has done that. Yeah. Uh, politics have done that, right? And how do you navigate it? I think it's true to yourself. But that's a hypothetical open offices and, you know, someone is unvaccinated mm -hmm. and that affects you, right? So that could be part of your... It, it's not that you're coming down on judging the unvaccinated, but let's say, right, you know, you open your office is open. Mm -hmm. You work remotely anyway, but you have an office in Raleigh and it's opened. Mm -hmm. And suddenly, you know, it's like folks are coming back in. But there's, you, you you know, there's classes of folks who are unvaccinated. That would affect your. So you respect their right to be unvaccinated, mm -hmm. but that's increasing the risk for you, right? And the risk for you taking it home to your family. So that would be part of my decision making. Like yeah. I'm not coming into the office because it's not that I'm anti-unvaccinated, but I'm pro safety of my family. Mm -hmm. So I think you start communicating that. Now, do you treat those folks differently? No, I think we we, we but we're different and yeah. we embrace the differences. We try not to force commonality. Welcome to our diversity and inclusion minute, and I tell you what, Bob, I am so freaking excited. What? What happened? Oh, two people. Two? Two people dropped into Duh. our... Yeah, oh, God, yeah. Dropped into our diversity and inclusion channel in Discord and said, hey, we signed up for that thing that Bob sent out, and we are helping. We have sessions that are lined up. Oh, did they have lined up yeah. some sessions? Yeah. With the Agile Alliance? Yeah. Hey, woo! That's exciting to me. Yeah. That's exciting. And while... I enjoyed it. I also kind of didn't, but one of them admitted that I got tired of hearing Josh like guilt trip me. So, <laughs> so I finally decided to sign up. I was like, yes. yes. Oh, well, maybe not. Yes. I don't know. Like, I didn't know how to react to that. You know, but yeah, 
I, I, I don't know. I can't tell you how to feel, but I'm unapologetic. Yeah. Right. Moving from smacking our lips to action. So that's yeah. what I'm proud of. Yes, absolutely. So both of the folks that reached out, like the, I said, thank you probably a million times yeah. in that channel. It does mean so much that you took the time, you took the energy, you put yourself out there and you're doing what you can to make a difference. That's what this section of the podcast is all about is about trying to generate momentum out there amongst our community that we've created and trying to get just one, two people to choose to make a difference. So I'm hoping we get this like exponential growth and next week there's like four and then eight or something like that. But I am insanely happy with the two folks that reached out there. There are others that have done that in the past. I don't want to you know, not mention them, but it happened super recent and super fresh. And so that was just, that's wonderful. It's speaking for myself. I mean, there's a gentleman in Peru that I've coached a few times and through the Agile Alliance. And it is just super, he is super appreciative. It's super impactful. It's making a difference. It's just, it just warms. I guess the way I'm saying when you give, you know, that, that I think what the return Mm-hmm is is so much greater than the give yep. for me Agreed. it's just it's just heartwarming when i do that to see and and to see how he responds i mean you know this is like serious serious work on himself from a coaching point of view and i just i'm just incredibly uh, thankful for the other side of it how people are really stepping up too yep uh so cool yeah that is that is freaking awesome yeah can we get back to the... Yeah, episode? we're going to end on that high note. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was saying. Okay. I was like, that's a high note. That's yep. a, I have to stop talking and bringing <laughs> Wow, that is powerful. <laughs> it is. Back to the episode. Something I'm thinking about and something that I've never done as we're talking about all of the differences and how important they are and not trying to hide them anymore, should we just get more aggressive with putting those on the table and talking about that. See, that's what that's what's interesting about this little book snippet I read last night. Mm-hmm. I am I am just I'm scaring myself because I'm you know I'm reading things and it's like it's challenging a lot of you know the, what my thinking like right and uh, but that was one of my takeaways. I've been anti difference not not in an oppressive way. But I'm, I'm alignment. If I characterize myself, it's kumbaya alignment, Bob. Right. Yep. right? That alignment on a agile, alignment on leadership principles. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talk about align, you know, alignment in the Cal class. Leaders need to be aligned, right? It's alignment, and I don't think I ever talk about differences, right? And getting them on the table, right? Not to align them, to embrace, to be aware of them, and to embrace them. Yep. Right, we yeah. are different. It's okay, and and it would be interesting to try and pull all of that different difference discovery forward, because you usually discover it over months. And is that really what defines the storming phase? Is that the team is discovering the differences across the board, and the wrestling matches that have to go on? as people uncover differences, work through them, accept them, and then move forward. Yeah, and I don't even think that's happening, Josh. You you said it, we hide, or you said, do we, you know, embed the... I think human nature is to, you know, sort of embed the differences. We might, yes, we have conflict, 
yes, we're storming, but I don't think we then, you know, embrace the different. It's it's more so how do we align, how do we fix ourselves? Yeah. What I'm trying to communicate is I I think we what we just said is get the differences on the table. Don't try to reconcile them and then carry them forward in our understanding, mm-hmm. carry them forward in, in embracing. Like I understand, like you're a Cincinnati Bearcat person. Yes, right? I am. Number eight in the country. Different. And I don't care anything that has cat in it. Just, I've never said this to you, but I have a difference, right? I think we should shave all cats in the world, right? And just, and just get rid of bear cats, cats in general. So we have a difference. It's technically not a feline, so we're fine. I know it's not. I'm pulling pulling this. But, and and so we don't spend time, we don't spend time even trying to align it. Yeah. It's just, we don't spend time understanding it. Because I I mean, we spend time being aware of it and embracing it, Mm -hmm. right? You're a bear cat, right? Yes. That's Like that time we had to go to Ohio State together? Yes. And, and, you know, I, ju- I judge you a little bit or I poked at you a little bit <laughs> or whatever, just with fun, right? The Buckeye. Yeah. I tried to make you pet the buck or whatever the hell that thing yeah. was in the, in the no. student center. I wanted to punch it, but it was bronze. You wouldn't touch it. It was bronze. <laughs> you would have broken your hand. <laughs> but but you didn't even touch You were like, you like. No, you I kept like my distance. It. it was yeah. like a, but, but that's a difference. And just. It's almost like loving it, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? It's like embracing it, loving it, honoring it, all of that. I what I'm getting is I don't know if we do that. Yeah. in the business. And I think we do need to do more of that. Yeah, and so that's what I'm thinking through is can you accelerate that? Can you put that on the table up front? That's what these folks are talking about. Or does that make it messy? And people never get over it. Like if you identify it all at once, well, is that harder to work through versus? I don't know if you, yeah. Do you ever the, the diversity? Did you did you see the diversity walk? There's a diversity walk. There's a, a video. I was going to say a movie. Okay. Where uh, no, I have not. There's forty. There's like thirty to forty questions. Oh yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you say step forward if this is you know if this you know I don't know if you. If your parents went to college, step forward. Mm-hmm. If your parents didn't go to college, if you're the first person went to co- whatever, step back, and then you look at yourself. So that's a mass. That's a visual, massive way to explore lots of differences. Yeah. Right. I, I. I. And they don't really. So I think it can help. Right. It's not going to yeah. solve everything. Right. I don't think that's the goal. Yeah. But I. I think creating conversations. That's what these folks were talking about in the book. Uh, but I love that there are some facilitation techniques where you can do, where you can do that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, this is just something that the topic at first, when Bob threw it out, it kind of flopped a little bit. And then we talked through it and we both thought it was something very valuable to discuss. So this isn't going to be one of those episodes where we can neatly wrap up and say, do this and this, say, this. do, do this and that and everything will be peachy it's it's still the hard part is that it's new the diversity part in all directions is unfortunately at the forefront of people's minds more than it ever has been it theoretically should have been there for a long time that's what's created so many of the challenges within our country but this is one of those things that i think just walking away from this episode just be thoughtful about how you 
handle the differences as a leader or for teammates that view things differently, that is just defining them. But that's not, it's not something that you should like argue with them about. It's not an argument about which is the best movie ever, right? Like that's, it. it it's like the, foundational core stuff of this is who they are. Let's take the vaccine. There was a, I was trying to remember as you were talking real quickly, there was a snippet in this book excerpt and one of the authors was talking about her father died and her father died. The story she was telling was he had a sore in his mouth and he, he was resistant to going to doctors. Mm-hmm. And by the time he went to the doctor, the cancer had gone from superficial to in his jawbone to in his marrow to his entire body. And mm-hmm. he passed away from that within a year. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I'm not very tolerant of not going to the doctor. Right. Mm-hmm. So, so don't, you know, if you want, if you want to talk to someone like if, if you know, when you come to me, it's My answer is going to be go to the doctor. Right. If you go to someone else, the answer might be herbal medicines. Mm-hmm. Don't try to turn me into an herbalist. Mm-hmm. I hope I'm making sense. Yeah, right? no, I get I, it. Yeah. Right. I am wired. Right. We are different. If you, Josh, if you're an herbal, I'm a doctor person or I'm a vaccine. I'm going to get vaccines and you're not. You don't, we're not, we're not going to see eye to eye on that. We're not going to, we're not going to be half vaccine person. Mm-hmm. It's just, let's realize that that's where, that's a difference, right? If you ever change your mind and you want someone to rah-rah you <laughs> right, right. Yeah. to go to a doctor, then come to me. Right. It's just, it, I, I think it's sort of this surfacing. We try to change something instead of accepting it. Right. Right. Just absolutely blindly accept it as a difference. Now, if we have a hundred differences and one thing in common, that may be a problem from a team or an agile team point of view. So maybe we do need to align and reconcile things, but that's not the case, right? It's embrace. We have common ground. Cool. And then we have differences mm-hmm. and deal with them that way. And and that's, I think that's, that's COVID that's, and you look at it just as respect, like, don't try to change me. I'm not even asking you to understand me. Right. You'll never right my life experience is making me the fact that i have a family in this like if folks have children who are you know immunocompromised don't try to read up about immunocompromised children even if you studied it you won't understand how our family is dealing with it mm-hmm. like our history what's right. going on our emotions around it right that's just a difference yeah this is a i don't do you think that how did this land this episode it is different than our more recent episodes because we did try and give people real tactical things to go do and this one can't have that but i think this is really i i hope the medicaster see this as relevant the world is has gotten so darn complex Mm -hmm. and i do think this applies to teams and distributed teams and sort of hybrid teams and all of this stuff I i want to come back to what you said it's not just the teams it's the leaders like imagine leaders listening to this. Think about the complexity of this. Yeah, it play. is. It is difficult to yeah. try and do what's air quote right and navigate because, through yeah, it. Yeah, maybe the metaphor that we need to is you're navigating it. It's like it, it maybe it was always that way, and people tried to not to think of it that way. But now it's it's really a navigation. Mm-hmm. You're just you're just switching. And and, and something I want to give people is that if 
you disagree with a decision that your leadership makes, that doesn't mean they're bad people. They are trying to make the best decision they can with the information they have. They might look back at that decision two years from now and say that was a mistake. You might look back in two years at that decision and say, oh, they were right. I think the thing that we really have to carry forward is assuming positive intent and that everybody's trying to do the right thing. I'm so glad you're wrapping it that way. The judgment needs to go away. Yeah. So part of embracing differences, it's we we've gotten away with this thing, and I do this right. Safe. I joke about it all the time. I judge, and I I will continue to judge <laughs> safe. But let the it's a no judgment zone. Right. Leave the judgment. Part of embracing the differences is there's as much validity, like respect the differences. Right. Yep. Right. You don't have to understand them. Don't judge. Just respect them. They're, they're just there. Yeah. Assuming positive intent is a nice way to end this thing. Don't yeah. you think? Yeah. Yeah, I do. You nailed the... Joshua Anderson, you nailed the landing. Thank you, Robert Galen. So, Metacasters. Uh, different Metacast, but I think food for thought. Please give it your... Absolutely. Give the same consideration you give tactical discussions. So, from beautiful downtown, we are in Cary with no hyphen... Damn it. (laughs) Cary, North Carolina. I'm Bob Gallen. And I'm Josh Anderson. Shake. And bake. Take care, y'all.